Hey Life Can, uh, Roger here, Student Director and Young Adult Ministry. Happy Easter. You are listening to our Easter service and we're so excited that you are here with us. Uh, whether you are a brand new person, welcome. Uh, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. But either way, uh, make sure you follow, like, subscribe to our things uh, so you can hear more of what we put out. Also, if you want to participate in what God is doing, not just in this community, but in the world at large, um, you'll hear a little bit about what God is doing uh, when it comes to Jesus and the cross. But if you want to participate in that, uh, be sure to head over to our Life Church can forward slash give page to be a part of that uh, by financially giving to the mission of the church. Uh, like I said, it's Easter. We're excited. I hope you enjoy this message. Uh, Pastor Nathan brings the energy and the joy and everything we get excited about on Easter. So give that a listen and I'll catch up with you in just a minute. Get excited. Round of applause for God. Man, thank you for being here. Happy Easter. You can have a seat unless you must stay standing. That's totally fine too. That was amazing worship. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here. And my desire is for every single one of you to reclaim your identity in Jesus and to begin to bear the torch of Christ's justice and love. That's our vision. That's who we are. We are driven by this new life that we're celebrating today and that has been found in Jesus. And because of it, it changes us. We become relentless in our pursuit of one more person to know this hope that we have found. And we're willing to do whatever it takes, wherever it takes us. And I believe that this vision of what God is doing in our community is going to multiply beyond. And so I'm grateful that as we invest and celebrate what God is doing, that God's name and Jesus' name is greater than any other name. That is why we are here today to see the light of Christ's justice and love go out into your life and beyond. And I believe so strongly in what God is doing. And I want to make sure that we have all the time we can at the end to celebrate God, that I'm going to uh, feel confident in asking for you to consider giving to this mission, to investing in it. You know, this place exists because people are faithful in their giving, and I thank you for that. But I'm encouraging you, if you'd like to give a gift, you can do that at lifecanton.org. You can do it in the boxes on the way out. Everything is available to you, uh, however you'd like to give. But do it and invest in it, and uh, we will be able to do even more and see God's name grow. And if you're new, I am so glad that you are here. Maybe this is the first time you came back since the pandemic uh, because you're like, hey, it's Easter. Let's, let's give it a try. Thank you for coming. We're so grateful that you are here. Maybe you're trying us out for the first time. Maybe this is the first time you've been in church for years. But if you're new, fill out the Connect card and turn it in at the Welcome Center because we have a gift for you. In fact, people sitting around you have purchased their own, uh, these amazing sunglasses and some other stuff for them, knowing that it'll pay for one for you. So if you don't get it, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's just there. It's ready. It's ready for you. Go. Get a gift. It'll be awesome. You can do that on the way out. It's Easter. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to continue to worship God and be excited about what he has done for you? Good. What I want for every one of you today is to have an encounter with Jesus. I want you to experience Jesus. And to do that, you need to do two things. One, you need to know that you belong. And no matter how you walked in here, you belong. Look, the building didn't catch on fire when you walked in. You know, it, it, you know, we didn't set it off. Ever heard someone say that? I can never go to church. I walk in, the building would catch on fire. I don't know how that works, but that's what some people say. It didn't. In fact, this place is here for you. 
that this is where Jesus would find you, right here. We're talking about the cross equals love. We're talking about the resurrection. The cross was the place where Jesus died and he paid a debt for us and it means love. I want to share with you this amazing news, the most breathtaking good news you will ever hear. It's a story about absolutely insane generosity. It goes against human logic and in so doing turns the world upside down. And if you embrace this good news today, your world will flip upside down. It's a news that is experienced. It's not just intellectual. It's a news that is experienced. It's almost like, like the moment you fell in love for the first time or a moment in a song that catches your breath or a movie or holding your first child in your arms or even that feeling you get when you drop and a roller coaster, anyone just love that feeling? I love that feeling. I try to find bumps in the road and go over them really fast to get that. My family loves it when I do that. But it's not just an emotion. It's a deep sense of rightness, of belonging. If you embrace this good news, there is a relief you didn't even know you needed, a peace that you gain that doesn't make any sense with the state of this world that we live in. This news cries out to the deep parts of longing inside of you, inside of us. And if you embrace it, the weight you have been carrying since birth finally lifts and your soul feels light and joy comes in. What is this good news? God has seen us struggling in brokenness and he sends his son across the universe to save us, but he comes as a child. And not only does he come to save us, but he lives life like we did in order to understand us and to understand what we've experienced and our struggles and our pains in our day to day. And then as he grows into adulthood, he lived a perfect life, a life that we could follow after, but he also brought love and healing to those who are hurting. He reconciles with those who are divided and he sets people free. Free from darkness and oppression in countless ways. He goes on to then spend his life on the cross. He dies ridiculed and rejected, but doing so provides a way for us to be reconciled to God. And so our true self can come forward as we embrace our Father again. This is the good news those who have ears, let them hear. So, are you listening? Are you listening? That's the second thing. Know that you belong. The second thing you need to do today to encounter Jesus is listen, to be open. Here's what I know. I know that the Holy Spirit has been working on you or in you for your entire life. And that's something I'm going to say today, some emotion that you're going to feel, some, some part of the song or maybe getting prayer at the end. There's going to be a moment when God speaks to you to communicate to you what he wants you to know. It's all wrapped up in this good news. I want to delve into 1 Peter 1, 3. I spend a lot of time there, but I want to pull out exactly what God has done for us. If you have your Bible, you can open up there. It'll be on the screen and the NIV version. But I encourage you to follow along and maybe so you can read this later today and dwell on what God has done. 1 Peter 1.3, 1 
says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Often when we think about God, we think about Him as high and lofty or righteous or holy. He's the definition of ultimate good. He's set apart, and that is what He is. In fact, in Isaiah 57, which is in the Old Testament, it speaks about God like this. I'll just read it for you. For this is what the high and exalted one says, He who lives forever, who's eternal, whose name, whose very name is holy. He says, I live in a high and holy place. And often that's where we stay. We stay with our conception of a God who is high and holy, but he has called himself Father. Listen to what it says next. Watch what happens next in Isaiah 57, 15. But also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Contrite means humble, repentant. This is the incredible news that has been in this word from the beginning, that God is welcoming in, the Father is welcoming us, and specifically welcoming those who are downtrodden, who are hurting. So I can say with confidence that you belong, no matter what it took to get here, no matter what you walked in with, no matter if you had an argument the whole entire way here and you know you had to put on your church face, that's okay. God wants to meet you right where you are. Why? Why? Because there is a good news, a gift that has been given to you that many of you haven't had a chance to receive yet. And what is it? First Peter 1, 3, in his great mercy, in his great mercy, he has given us. Well, he's given us something. I want to talk about in that moment. But in his great mercy. You heard that word mercy? Uh, It's one that we use uh, sometimes, but it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. This is the simplest way to understand mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. You know, like a negative consequence for something you have done wrong. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. As a kid, did you ever blame something uh, on your, like, sibling or somebody else that they had done wrong, and it worked, and they got the punishment? Anyone have that? Just me? Just me. Good. That's why I'm the pastor up here, uh, because I'm the most broken. Um, I didn't feel guilty about that whatsoever until later in life. But imagine instead you were caught, and say you had scratched the car or had done something terrible, you were caught. When your parent would say to you, you deserve this but instead, I'm going to show you mercy. Mercy is not getting what you have deserved. Now, all have sinned. That's a churchy word. Let's explain them a little bit of what that means. All have sinned and broken God's design for the universe. God designed it, and there was a plan for it. And when we don't go in that plan, it causes hurt and dysfunction. The word of God says, no one is righteous. No, not one. And what I need you to know is all of us in this room, all of us in this room have sinned. All of us are unrighteous. And often when you hear that from someone who's on a stage or someone who's preaching, you could think, you are saying to me, you are bad. You are a bad person. Or you, I'm, That is not, though, what I am saying. You have done bad, and bad has been done to you, but there was a design for you, and you were made for more than what you're living in. I'll explain it this way. Um, one time... I had to nail in a nail into a wall. Um, and what does one normally use to nail a nail into the wall? Oh my gosh, thank goodness. You guys are great. <laughs> Why did I have a hammer? I had a spoon. So I used that spoon. 
Don't ever do this, but it is the hardest thing in the world to try to hammer a nail into a stud with a spoon. And what happens to the spoon is unspeakable. It is no longer usable. It is bent. It is broken. You can't eat cereal on Saturday morning and watch cartoons with it because that thing is jacked up. Now listen, that is what it is like for us to sin. We create brokenness because we're doing things we were never made to do. But in now us that becomes bent or we bend other people and break other people. That is part of what sin is. Not only that, that there's a cost to it as well. See, God is good. He is righteous. He is holy. And he knows justice. And in order to see justice served, then there has to be consequences. And we understand this. We understand this in the world. It gets harder when we start talking about ourselves. God created you. And he created you as a father, like a room in the house. In, in fact, we, we sang about that. Made for your house, father. But I walked my own roads. So not only has sin broken us, there is a debt to be paid. And that's why the cross equals love. Because God is so rich in mercy. He says, I want to give mercy to everyone, so I'm going to pay that price with my son, Jesus. There is a cost to sin. And I was thinking about how to explain this because, you know, there's, there's a lot of churchy words to talk about sin and all this kind of stuff. But I want to express it this way. So if you go with me, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a little bit weird, but I'm going to explain that it makes sense in just a moment, okay? Uh, I, right before the pandemic, I got to go to Korea. Um, then I came back and the whole family got sick for a week. So I don't know, maybe I was patient zero. But <clears throat> we were in Korea and, and um, I, had to, I had to fly over there. It's a direct flight, 13 hours. Anyone been on a 13-hour-plus flight? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, okay. Any, any large male that's been on a 13-hour flight? Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. My shoulders are wide, and they are literally wider than the seat I'm sitting in. Like, so they're, I'm already sitting, and just by sitting, I'm encroaching on people. And, and I felt weird about that, so I started doing this. And that's not comfortable, so for 13 hours, I'm doing this, and I'm like, okay, I need to stretch but I can't stretch because then I'll encroach on people. So I just like, I literally went like this. <laughs> but then I'm hitting the top compartment, so I'm just like, I must have looked like a fool. Anyways, I don't know what about you, but for me, when I'm in that cabin pressure, over time it starts to mess with me. I start to feel kind of bloated and weird and, and, and all that. And, and then it's hot on that flight, and, and it's, I start sweating, and it's 13 hours. And then like by the back half of that flight, the, the toilet and coach is not cleaned near enough for a 13-hour flight. So you like, there's not even really good relief there, and it, it's bad. So I, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I go, I'm like, oh, no. That's me. I'm experiencing myself, and it's like not good. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's just not. Like get me off this flight. I, I am. I'm uncomfortable. I'm, I'm. It's just everything wrong, right? So we get off the flight. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to meet all these other real pastors. I'm one of the youngest ones, so these are all like venerated. Some of them are literally bishops. Like they're they're, they're big deals, right? So I show up, and I just. I'm going through checkout, and I'm just doing this, trying to, you know, maintain uh, the smallest profile possible, and it's just, it's just bad. And I go into the bathroom, and, you know, to go to the bathroom, as you do, and, and uh, I sit down, and I see this device on, on there, and it's a bidet. Have you guys ever experienced a bidet? <laughs> I don't really know what it is. It has a lot of things in Korean on it, and I just press some buttons. <laughs> and this song starts playing. I'm like, where... 
I'm like, what's happening? Oh, oh my. And so I won't go into detail. It changed my life. And I walked out of there feeling reborn. Got a shower and everything was good. I, no, that's silly. No one thought we'd be talking about toilets on Easter. Why do I share this with you? It's really important. Listen. Imagine, not externally, but internally, feeling uncomfortable and like you don't belong. Sweating, feeling all of this internal. What does that, what does that look like? I, I mean, like the discomfort of feeling like you don't fit in, the lies that people tell about you, the weariness of going through this world, the, the loss of friendships, the, the horrid things that you have said, and then the guilt of what you have done. And all of this starts to come, and it, it starts to like build up inside of you. And for you, you start to experience the brokenness and the pain and the hurt and the nastiness of its inside. It's like a spiritual smell. What would it feel like? For that weight that maybe we've been so used to carrying for so long we don't even notice it's there. To be lifted in a moment. To be clean and light and free. See, that is what sin does to us. It puts us in this funk that we want to be free from. And what the mercy is, getting what you don't deserve, is being remade and reborn and it is like nothing you have ever experienced before. So when it says in here, this new hope, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. That is what, it's try, what I'm trying to communicate to you. Jesus' mercy is cleansing the funk of 10, 20, 30, 60 years of trauma and depression and pain and hurt and brokenness and lying. He is bringing that back to life. It's a daily hope and assurance, not just one time, that we will always be shown mercy through Jesus Christ. Jesus came and he tore down my prison walls. We sang about that. Death came back to life when he called me by name. What needs to be resurrected in your life? What have you written off as dead that God can bring back to life? Through what? Through what in verse 3? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This mercy is incredible. See, Jesus didn't just die to pay that debt, but he rose again to give us new life and what we'll see in a moment, an inheritance. But this resurrection, this resurrection means that what's dead in your life, Jesus can bring back to life. And this inheritance, what is this? What is this new thing we're given? See, we've already been given mercy. That should have been enough. And yet God wanted to do something else. Let me say it again. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. You got that? Well, then what's grace? Grace is getting something you could never deserve. You were just born into it. It was given to you. Grace is something that you couldn't earn, and these things are something that you couldn't do anything to receive, and yet it is given to you, a gift. And so before we go any further, because the rest of the time, 
that we're going to be together is about celebrating what God has given us. The inheritance, it's gift upon gift upon gift upon gift that we don't deserve. Before we get there, it's important for me to give you an opportunity to accept this mercy and to receive this grace. And for some of you, you haven't been here in a very, very long time. Or maybe you walked away. Or maybe you've gotten so used to the brokenness inside of you, you can't even smell the stink. Some of you are feeling it, though, and you need the mercy of Jesus Christ. And today is about turning back to him. Today is about saying, I'm going to return to you, Jesus, maybe for the first time. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk to God. See, I wanted you to encounter Jesus, and this might be the very moment that you encounter him. And when you encounter the Son of God, your life is changed forever. And for some of you today, is the day that your life changes forever. And what we're going to do is talk to God. So I want everybody to close their eyes. Maybe open up your hands. This is a way to acknowledge that God is with us and that he is here. And what I want some of you to do right now, those who know Jesus, I want you to begin to pray. Pray that the people who are about to make a decision would have an encounter with Jesus that would transform them forever. Pray that they would hear a word from God. Be praying with me for those want to make a decision to follow Jesus, to claim their identity in him or reclaim it. I want you to talk to God. You can repeat after me out loud in your heart, but make this your words. Speak to the Father, God. Say, God, I am broken. I feel the weight of my brokenness. And I need mercy. I need mercy. And I believe that Jesus wants to offer me mercy by his death and resurrection. And this is the important part. I want you to tell God that you're going to lay down your life like Jesus did and pick up his. Say something like, God, I lay down my way and I pick up yours. I will follow you. Give me new life and new hope. Help me experience that feeling of sin and brokenness lifted from my heart. And I will follow you the rest of my days. Amen. Now, we know that there are people in first who have, and I'm guessing that there are people in this one as well, who have given their lives to Jesus, and we are driven by new life here. So if you're excited about the fact that someone has been welcomed into the family, could you show that by getting excited and clapping your hands down out? We want to know about it. We want to walk with you. No matter what you're going through, even if it's not this, fill out a connect card, let us know. But your next step is to be baptized, for us to hear your story, to welcome you in, because your story will transform other people and give them hope as well. So sign up to be baptized. Now I want to move into a few more verses, but we're going to shift toward this inheritance. But these verses actually tell us what our attitude should be and what our position should be. So I want you to listen to this, and I want you to already be preparing for the worship that we're about to do. And if you just made a decision to follow Jesus, it's time to celebrate. And you can just celebrate however you know how. But in 1 Peter 1, 6, it says this. Listen, listen to this refrain. In all of this, you greatly rejoice 
Though now for a little while we may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. I know that's true. Seven, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in what? In praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Finally, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Easter is about our response to what Jesus Christ has done. It is about glory and honor, and it's a celebration of mercy and grace. And so what I want to finish with right now is to talk about what Jesus Christ has done for you, the inheritance you will receive. I want you to rejoice. I want you to be prepared. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand and do that, but not right yet. Just listen to what God has done for you. Because of Christ, you are a new creation with a new calling. You're no longer condemned, but a citizen in a new community of Christ and his church. And you should celebrate. You have been justified, rectified, purified, and it cannot be denied what God has done in you. Mercy and grace are never again far away, but closer than a brother or a sister. And, oh, you've been adopted. You've been adopted into a magnificent, eternal family, a family of every color and every language and every song, a million verses being sung at this moment about the goodness of God, a family that overcomes oppression and dysfunction and bigotry and hatred and rage and malice. No, you are no longer a slave to any earthly power or to sin. For shame and uncertainty have been crucified on a cross 2,000 years ago. And that moment shoots through all of that time to now and is encountering you and your family in this moment. You are free. You are free to dance. You are loved. You are cherished. You are pursued. You've been accepted. God delights in you. You have been given a new name. You are loved. And you've been sealed in the Spirit of God. And you've been set aside for a purpose. You have been sent into the world to bring joy, the joy of the Lord, which will be your strength. So stand up. Stand up with purpose. Stand up with hope. Stand up and leave the shame in your seat. You have a new purpose, you masterpiece. You reclaimed, redeemed, reinvigorated by Christ Jesus to be righteous and to give him glory for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plan to give you hope and a future and now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us Jesus is saying to you I will finish what I have started and so our response is to celebrate and to worship when I say he is risen, I want you to say I will rise with him. So when I say he is risen, you will say I will rise with him. Ready? He is risen. Come on. He is risen. He is risen. Let's worship God.
What a powerful reminder of all the things that we have access to now that we are born again in Christ and in relation with him. Um, I hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you are a follower of Christ, if, if you're not, I hope you have heard what Jesus has to offer and the joy and the peace and the healing and all the things that are found in Jesus. If you made a decision today to, to follow him, please let us know. Uh, fill out a connect card on our now page. You can also use that connect card to request prayer or, or just to get more plugged into our community by letting us know who you are, uh, what you're interested in, all that good stuff. So be sure to head over to the connect page and fill that out. Uh, I hope you have a blessed week. I hope the joy and the, the excitement that comes from knowing Jesus uh, just fills your heart this week and carries you through whatever you have to get through this week. Um, it's been a blessing and a joy to be with you, and we will talk to you again real soon. Have a blessed week.